Hi, welcome to another episode of the Attack of the B-Movies podcast. Uh, this time, I actually have a co-host today. Joining me is James. He is another uh, fan of the same type of movies that I go over on here. I'd say B-Movies, but I realized a couple of weeks ago that some of them didn't actually start off as B-Movies when they came out. They just kind of floated into that section. So, uh, But James has a lot of the same interest in it, and um, he picked a great one for tonight. And I'm going to let him tell you a little, about, a little bit about himself, so... James, if you would. So my name is James. I live in California. Currently, I'm working as a teacher, and I do watch B-movies here and there. I've, I've enjoyed them, and I've been watching them for... I, I lost track how long I've been watching these kinds of movies for, but, you know, it's... A, regularly, I, like I said, I watch them. You know, usually horror, sci-fi, comedy, westerns, and... Um, I get into the Westerns a bit as well, and that that's kind of what I stick to. For some reason, B-movie horror I enjoy more than um, mainstream horror. I don't, like, stuff <laughs> yeah. like Chopping Mall I think is brilliant. Stuff like, um, I know what you did last summer, or like I Spit on Your Grave. Any of the newer stuff, I'm like, eh. I don't know why. I think it's because I started watching the stuff when I was really too young for it. Like, <laughs> I was like four or five, I think my dad was watching... Friday the 13th or something, so um, the B-movies to me are just they seem more fun. I don't know, a lot of them. Except for the one I did a couple day, a couple episodes ago with uh, Mark Hamill and uh, Bill Paxton. That was that was that was rough. And I had hopes for that one. I can't think of the name of it, luckily. But uh, today's offering, though, that, that James picked is the Borrower. Borrower? Did I say that right? That's a tough word for me. It's the borrower, but James, would you like to? Yes, the borrower. Thank you. <laughs> directed by John McNaughton, he also directed Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which I hadn't seen that in a long time. Much more different tone than that movie, but you know, familiar director to me at least. Didn't he direct Wild Things also? I uh, yeah, I haven't seen that, but yeah, he did. I haven't seen it since it came out, but well, yeah, I, I was surprised to find that out because that was a. Uh... Definite departure from this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, so I might have to put that on my list. Yeah, it stars, uh, I guess, it stars the queen of the B-movies, well, one of the queens of the B-movies, Ray Dawn Chong, as uh, the, lead off, the lead female, or the lead, the, the lead in it, right? I mean, there's three leads, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. There's, because um, she's a police officer. Well, you know what? I'm going to let you start, because... Uh, you're you're the guest, and I think I'd like to just kind of follow along with you. Yes. Um, so Radon Chong, she's a police officer. Don Gordon, Kriegery's, uh from what I remember, he was a commissioner. I'm gonna read here, but detective or wait, he's, he's yeah, he's a detective. Yeah, yeah, detective. We'll go with that. And then we have Tom Towles. He plays um, one of the. I mean, he's kind of. Uh, I'd say he's. The way I would word it is he has the most screen time as one of the bodies. So he plays a guy named Bob Laney. And he has the most dialogue. I would say he has a, like, a fair amount of the dialogue as one of the bodies that the alien inhabits. So we could consider him a, a lead, I would say. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Because it's really billed with Robert Dreyer playing the lead, the title character. Mm-hmm. But he's not really himself for that long. It's maybe mm-hmm. 15 minutes of the movie. Right, right. Yeah, yeah there's, there's 
there's there's almost five different leads to be to be fair. Um, let's start from the beginning. So Robert um, Robert Dreyer's character is the borrower. I don't think they ever say any other name for him, but he's an alien, and he's an evil alien, and he's being a criminal basically, and he's being punished by his own kind. And instead of being sent to death, they are genetically devolving him into human form and sending him to Earth as punishment forever. Yeah. Which is almost ins- which is almost insulting to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, the, there's a dialogue between him and the alien, which I actually thought that alien didn't look half bad, to be honest. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was fairly impressed. I'm like, that doesn't look nearly as bad as I thought it was going to. Uh, but the alien points out that um, it's an imperfect process, and he could die at any time, mm-hmm. and it's in a rather gruesome fashion. So they drop him on Earth, and in typical alien uh, fashion, there's two uh, country folk that are hunting, and see the alien. You you almost expected them to get abducted for a second, didn't you? <laughs> Kind of, yeah. It's like, what are these guys up to? And the guy, what if I had like a silencer with a shotgun? It looked like a bottle. It's like it was a two uh, liter. Yeah, it, it was a two liter bottle of like Seven Up or something. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> and I want to say it was a dad, a father and son. Yeah, yeah. And they're hunting at night, and the sun's shining a flashlight like on a deer. And the guy, they're in a car. They're not even like putting any effort in. In, in fact, if they were smart, they would have just flipped on the headlights, the deer would have froze, and they could have just ran it over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I thought that was kind of funny. But um, they see a light, and the alien drops off the borrower, and immediately a fight ensues, which I think was kind of like, str- not strange, but just odd. You know, which yeah. Is, right? Because like, if I was the alien, I would probably want to be a bit more secretive about my actions and then maybe kind of uh, give, the, give, give these guys this idea that I'm not from Earth, but you know, I, I could kind of deceive them in a way. That's maybe how I would go about it. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. it, was, it was strange to me when the two aliens are fighting each other. Like, why wouldn't they just drop them out of the hatch and been like, alright, see ya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're sentencing them to, like, eternity as a devolving being, but you're gonna be like, yeah, I'll come down with you. But that's how they fight. That's how the um, the father and son see it. They they see this fight going on by this bright light. And I also thought it was funny how the, the dad immediately is like, well, one of them's human. Like they immediately knew something was wrong with the other one. Mm-hmm. So apparently, where they dropped them might be a place that's visited quite often. So um, the the father shoots the alien with his fancy silencer that James mentioned, the the, the two-liter plastic <laughs> bottle on the tip of the gun, which somehow, do you notice, like, like that gun fires two or three shots before that you don't see it anymore, and that thing never explodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he fires, and he hits the alien, who then, like, runs off immediately. Like, he gets shot, and then you just see him, like, the ship's light beam him back in, and they take off. Mm-hmm. So... Really leading credence to the fact that I am not afraid of aliens invade because clearly they cannot stand a bullet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that does kind of come into play later on. I won't say much about it, but yeah. 
So no, uh, uh, you want to take you want to take the next little bit here. <sighs> From what I remember, the alien he absorbs. I think the dad, right? Yeah, yeah. The dad sends he absorbs like, the, the dad, kid. Yeah. and his body convulses. You know, the, the head explodes. The alien absorbs the dad, and then he ends up having his appearance, right? And so. I don't know. I like the effects in that bit. Well, the the convulsing. Yeah. Just in general, because I thought that was convincing. It reminded me sort of of Scanners in this other movie called The Beast Within. Um, yeah, it, it was very Scannerish. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's. I guess that's the time they were kind of experimenting with those effects and seeing how far they could go. That's the impression I get. But anyway, that happens, and you know. The idea is, well, it takes a couple, every few hours he has to revert back, revert back to his original form. His head explodes. That, so that does occur throughout the movie. That's the imperfect um, part of the, the process. Mm-hmm. I was actually kind of surprised. I thought they were going to show, I don't want to say like show him like rip the head off, but I, I thought they would. I thought they were going to at first because mm-hmm. it had been a while since I'd seen it. And... Uh, they went old school. They didn't show that part, you know, which I thought was kind of nice because, like, old horror movies never showed you everything. Mm-hmm. So I thought, was, I thought that was a nice touch. Or they just didn't have the budget. I'm not sure which. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he, uh, so, yeah, he gets the head of the, he, it, and it's funny because he just attaches it. And I thought it was interesting because yeah. he, he also has, like, all the person's memories and stuff. Like, he knows mm-hmm. the name and everything. Yeah, I thought that was really neat because it's like, he can absorb the, you know, consciousness he can over the personality um which is like i didn't expect that so it's like okay this is kind of cerebral cerebrally stimulating intellectually stimulating in a sense because you know he knows their thoughts he knows how they kind of go about their business in the world and as i was saying this is i didn't expect that it's like okay he's more than just your the alien kind of serial character serial killer character but he's also interested in thoughts and because it so then they can fit in with society to that degree and nobody can really make him out in a crowd i mean yeah he does have his injuries on his neck but and the massive amount of blood loss right, blood right. over a shirt that no one's in the question <laughs> yeah i thought that was kind of odd like that so right after this he um he hitchhikes, basically. Well, no, not really. He gets hit by the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this woman's driving one of my favorite cars from the 80s, a Dodge Daytona, and um, just tags them. And she's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And he gets up. And it's like, well, she seems no- she seems to think there's nothing abnormal about that or the massive amount of blood on him. Mm-hmm. And goes, hey, come on in. I'll get. I'll take you to the hospital. And I think at this point is when we they switch and we see... Um, Ray Don Chong, Ray Don Chong, who plays Diana, and her and Don Gordon, Charles uh, Charles Krieger. Her, her, he's the detective, and I think she's the partner. Okay. So she's up and yeah. coming, something like that. They're work, they're working yeah. together the whole time, and um, they're chasing down. Well, they're supposed to arrest this guy that's wanted on. I think it's abuse and rape and some other some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And Diana pulls the Diana, or I guess we'll use her regular name in the movie. Diana pulls the, her gun and just like approaches the guy, and there's people walking by, and she's telling him put his his hands on his head, 
And he goes to do it, and this one guy walks by and, like, bumps him. And this woman follows, like, the guy right past him. So I don't know what 80s L.A. was like, but I would assume that most places, even Detroit, if somebody is pointing a gun at somebody else saying, put your hands up, you're not going to walk between those two. Right, right. But this woman did and got taken hostage. Mm. Leading to leading to a, a, a somewhat chase, I guess, where uh, Diana follows this guy, and I guess she hates this guy's a total scumbag. I, I guess they've had run-ins before. She's been trying to arrest him and keep him in jail and whatever. Right. And um, yeah, that was kind of I don't know. To me, that was a subplot that I could kind of see where it's going. But at the same time, I I didn't feel like they were trying to do too much with that part of it. Mm-hmm. But because it, it did kind of play into the crime police aspect of the movie, so it, I guess the fact that they were trying to catch that guy, you know, looking back at it, I can say, well, at the time, I, at the time when I saw it taking place, they're pursuing the guy. I didn't know exactly what the idea was, but now it's like, okay, they're introducing the crime aspect, the police, because she's in that. I guess she's like a, it's like a homicide unit that she's in involved yeah, in. But, but yeah, but I don't I don't remember him being wanted for did she was yeah he was wanted for murder, rape, and abuse or yeah it was it, it was just weird. She goes like all like she she channeled her co star Arnold Schwarzenegger from Commando and just walked out guns blaze get mm-hmm. guns ready you know mm-hmm. to arrest this guy and um they 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 get him they arrest him. I, I will say that it, this is at the point. This is the point in the movie where I was kind of like, "This is seri- this is really like two completely separate movies." Mm, yeah, I could see that problem with it too a bit. It's like here's here's like here's like B movie cop movie going on, and then there's B movie sci fi going on, which wasn't wasn't a horrible thing, but it, it definitely felt like there was a little disconnect in the beginning between the two. Mm-hmm. And then what? Who does he, who does the Who's the borrower end up at next? He goes to the hospital, right? Yeah. She drops him off at the hospital, but he I don't think he goes... No. No, no he doesn't he go in the hospital. Not in this city. He wanders city. off, basically, and he ends up in the city. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and he starts to change back, and I don't remember who he goes... Are you saying when he's Bob or before that? Is this when he turns into Bob? I... I think he was Bob when he's in the city. Yeah, comes Bob in the city. I want yeah. like right before, like right as he enters the city. I think he runs into Bob or yeah, yeah. And I think he uh, he become. We'll say he becomes Bob. It's a politer way of saying he rips Bob's head off head off and puts it on his own. I guess it's a politer way. I don't know. <laughs> um, and as he's Bob, though he the character, I, I was surprised that they developed his character as much as they did. Yeah, I mean, especially Tom Tells's performance. I mean, I liked his performance. He, because I I'd only seen him in a Henry Portrait of Serial Killer, and he didn't. I mean, there's some humor in that, but it's not like his performance in this movie where it's much more comedic. Which I like that because I didn't know he had that. I guess you could call it range in him, but mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, he, he got a lot. He he did a lot with the role. I'll put it that it, way. Yeah, I mean he he was he had to walk a certain way. He was act. I mean, the character at this point, he had the memories of Bob, and he had like we said the consciousness, but he was still kind of learning as he went along too. So 
Yeah, Tom, Tom played Tom played it well. I, I was impressed myself. I, I, I gotta say, it's one thing throughout this whole movie. I, there was maybe only one or two spots where I thought the acting wasn't really that good, and there were small spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought overall everybody did a relatively good job. Although I wish I knew what the budget on this was, I don't think I was able to find that. Yeah, I, I mean, I I didn't really look into that myself. Oh. Two million dollars. Oh no! Yeah, two million dollars estimated. Okay. Which I mean, not bad, you know. I mean, but yeah, I thought I thought Tom did a great job, and at this point, we find out that the um, the cops find out about the first guy, mm-hmm. and we meet another police officer. I think her name was Michelle, the blonde police officer that's yeah by the I, car. I, I'm. Or was it Connie? <laughs> oh, it, was one, it was one of the two. Yeah, it was a, it was a lady. Yeah, and it, we find out later on she's friends with um, Diana, with Ray's character, Diana. But um, how... So let's see. We meet her. She's thrown up outside of the car. They put the body in the ambulance, and they drive off. And we... And, now is when the stories kind of start to combine because Ray Don Chong's character Diana and Don Gordon's character Charles Krieger are interviewing the son of the guy because they think mm-hmm. he killed the dad. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then and he's he, kind of, they kind of think he's insane or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And I think they thought for sure it was him until they get told that they found the body of the dad. With no head, mm-hmm. or no, yeah, the body. So yeah, that's right. They, they think that he killed the. Um, they think they killed. He killed uh, Robert Dreyer, the, the original borrower, and took his head off or whatever. And then they find the dad's body because he took over Tom, not Tom Bob. Yeah, <laughs> this gets confusing. Yeah, it's because he took over Bob. Oh, but yeah, and then um, he loses Bob's character, which. As much as I thought that he really progressed as Bob, when he took over the body of Ju- or the head of Julius, there were some really neat little scenes with him too. Yeah, especially just as I had mentioned, um, familiarizing. I guess you could say the borrower for familiarizing himself with the consciousness and personality of Julius, mm-hmm. and I like that kind of. I guess you call it an inner monologue of when he's walking. Right, and he's kind of going back and forth of the memories of Julius. Well, I thought the scene they show where he's sitting watching the—I think he was watching the sunrise. He was sitting watching the beach. I know I don't remember if it was the sunrise, but he was watching, looking out over the ocean. Oh, I yeah. thought that was kind of cool too, because it's like, okay, here's this hardened, horrible person, but he's starting to like evolve and become m- more than that. You know, mm-hmm. like he—he because he, mm-hmm. he really what. He didn't kill anybody unnecessarily, which is a horrible way of putting that, too. <laughs> but he didn't just kill people that walked past him or anything like that, you know. So it, it almost seemed like he was starting to enjoy, to enjoy being human and being on Earth. I think, And I think that was something that Luke Julius kind of talked to him about. Yeah. About the things of, you know, like the way they live. It's not that bad and stuff like that. Because they were all... Because Julius and Bob and... They were both homeless. 
Right, and then there's that other guy with the long hair. I think his name is Kip. Yeah, Kip. And I think he goes to Kip next. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Because he starts... He's, I, I kind of was sad to see him, like, leave Bob and leave Julius, to be, to be fair. Because mm-hmm. I thought that as those two characters, he really did, he really did grow. And um, in the meantime, yeah, he becomes Kip. And in the meantime... Um, Diana and Charles are just following the trail of dead bodies, really. Pretty much. And the borrower continues his, I guess you call it, body swapping spree. And he's trying to... Oh, he becomes that... I forgot he becomes that doctor. Yeah, yeah. So actually, that's that's a good part. So, um, one thing that happens is that the guy that they arrested, I think his name was... um, Scully, maybe the guy that was wanted for murder and rape, he gets out because he attacks that blonde cop mm-hmm. who I think was, like I said, either Michelle or Connie, mm-hmm. and beats her up real bad and handcuffs her to the handcuffs her to the bed. And amazingly, her uniform fits him perfectly. <laughs> this is funny. It's and he put. The, I don't know why he put the bra on. It's like okay. <laughs> I know, right? It was, it was, is that needed? Um. And I don't think he did anything to her other than beat her up. I thought they were going to say he did more, but I don't think they did. Um, so Diana is comforting him. At some point, too, Diana and Charles are talking, and Charles says something about, what, do you think it's an alien or something? And she's kind of like, well, you never know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they start ta- they start planting that seed a little bit. But um, So Scully escapes. So when when... The borrower, who is now Julius, needs a new body. I want to say he becomes Kip. I don't remember what he does with Kip. It doesn't seem like he was Kip for too long. No, not really. I mean, he... Yeah, or it's Kip and then... Because I know he goes to the doctor's and Julius's body, right? No, bef- no, he goes... Yes. When is, okay. he Kip? when is he Kip then? Was he Kip prior to... That's I th- I believe so. Yeah. Oh, he he was kicked remember, so, so shortly that we didn't even. Because I remember Bob drinks alcohol. He has a swig of alcohol, and then and that's that when he started of... changing. Yeah. And that's what happens when he's Juliet. No, he was just walking. No, he was walking. And he started drinking again, and he started to change when he was Julius. I want to say too. Mm-hmm. He was on the on the beachfront, and again, people are just walking past him. No one's noticing the massive amount of blood. <laughs> But he goes to the hospital, and he walks into a room where the doctor and the nurse are getting it on. And she leaves. He kills the doctor. And then she comes back in, screams, and faints. And he, he leaves her alone, too. So, mm-hmm. he, 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 like I said, it, it's interesting that there was this character building and evolution that I didn't expect where he's not just a cold-blooded killer that kills everybody or anybody that sees him. He's just doing what he needs to do to stay stay alive. Mm-hmm. Still not great, but that doctor was kind of a scumbag anyway. But he yeah. gets back the car, and he learns how to drive from the doctor's consciousness. He goes to the doctor's house. <laughs> and actually, I think the funniest part is he's at the doctor's house, and he lets the dog in. And the neighbors are having, like, the neighbors are like a, a, like a kind of hair metal band or something to that effect. Yeah. Playing out, they're playing and making all kinds of noise, and for whatever reason, he puts the dog's head on the on 
on his body. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, and that was really okay. I don't know if you're animals, why, but okay. I didn't understand why he did it, but yeah. he does that, and he, they don't show him do it really, so you don't really know. And the guy, the na- one, the one neighbor guy, starts spraying what he thinks is a dog with the hose, like over a fence. You can't see through it, and he comes charging through and like starts attacking the guy. Yeah, and. His friends all run in the house, and in the meantime, I think their parents are upstairs listening to TV with their headphones on, so you don't hear any of the screams. Right, right. <laughs> he run. They all run in the house, and they lock him out, and there's this one chick who's just totally badass. She just walks over to the shotguns, pulls one out, loads it, looks totally pissed off, blows the dog away through the window. Yeah, the from, what I, from what I've read, that was Man, Mad Chana Mick. I think I'm saying her name right. She's in, uh, well, if you've seen Twin Peaks, you probably know her, but... Yeah. What was her name? Matchena Mick, I think I'm saying her name correctly. It's a really? okay. unusual name, but yeah. Yeah, well, she 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 looked she played that part perfect. She looked yeah. pissed off. She just walked over calmly, pulled that trigger. And then like you'd think that's the end, because he's got a dog head and he's been shot and killed. The cops come, they put him in the ambulance, they send him to the morgue? No. Yes. At some point, Scully gets killed because he gets sent to the morgue, too. Oh, Scully breaks into Diana's house. And she wakes up, and he's staring at her, and she's in bed, and she blows him away. Okay. That's, okay, that's yeah. a final part, because they're both in the... Both dead things are in the morgue at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the morgue more so than I remember the part of him going to her house, but yeah. The well, the part, the part was a little disjointed. Like, it just seemed like she went home, and she woke up, and he's standing there. Like, it was no setup, no, like, he's trying to, nothing showing how he found out where she lived or anything. Mm-hmm. And it's not like back then you had the internet, so. I, but, yeah, so she blows him away, and then they're talking about how, um, how, you know, she, she's wor- she never killed somebody before, and her and Charles are talking about it. And, um, should we finish this one off, or should we try try to convince them to watch it? Uh, we I would say convince them to watch it because I mean it the does have its good. issues. Yeah. The ending I thought was a bit rushed, but a little bit. But it had a little bit of it had a little bit of a twist to it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was an interesting ending, but yeah, I could see what you mean by it was a little rushed. It did seem to. I mean, they wrapped it up in like ten minutes. To be fair, I've it didn't leave a lot of plot holes in the ending though either, which no. I was kind of surprised at. Like usually a movie that has a rushed ending, you're kind of like, well, what about this or what about that? This one, you're like, eh. right, right. I will say one thing: they did leave it open for a sequel that I wish they had made. Yeah, I, I can see that too, because they kind of gave that impression. So just never happened though. Right. And then somebody stole the name and made a movie about little things living in somebody's house. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like two years later. <laughs> yeah. um, so what What did you think of this one overall? I mean, give me your, your thoughts on the... I mean, we kind of touched on everything as we went along, but let's, like, let me hear your your final thoughts on, like, effects, story, plot, acting, and all that. Let me, let me see what you thought. Let me hear what you thought about it. I mean, the effects, I you know... For the most part, I liked them. 
um, especially the whenever he changed bodies or even some of the other effects. I, I have to think of others I saw in the movie. Um, well, I mean, his neck injury was, you know, what was convincing. Even some of the morgue stuff I thought was... I like that as well, that stuff in the morgue. And even when he... Even the stuff in the hot... When he goes in to the doctor, and, and the doctor does get... I'll, I'll say he gets shot. Even the... even the I guess you could just call, them, call them squibs. I think that's the wasn't, name that the, wasn't the first... Uh... Wasn't the doctor the first time you saw him putting the head on? I think so. Yeah. Because it didn't happen that much in the movie from what I remember. No. And it was always somewhere dark because most of the movie takes place at night. Yeah. Yeah, because she walks in and she, the nurse walks in and sees him attaching the head. And mm-hmm. I was like, that, that wasn't bad. Yeah, acting, I, you know, I agree with you on the acting. It, it is a little... So in some spots, it's... A bit rough, but for the most part, you know, I, I like the characters, and I feel like most everybody put in the performance that they felt w- was. Well, I don't want to say good, but I, I felt that would would convince convincing performances for the most part, and believable characters, and I mean, yeah, you, you have you had your leads but you also had you know the metal band you had the i mean the the doctor like the doctor was kind of zombie like and even julius was kind of that way too which i can kind of see why they were doing that so it didn't really i don't really have the issue with having too much in that regard right right and then the plot you know we, we some issues with it as we mentioned some uh they could have been a bit tightened up a bit but not, you know, for the most part, I don't feel like there were any plot holes. No, nothing massive at all. I was surprised at that. I really was. I expected there to be more left open or, I don't know. I, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Cause I, okay, I read about it in this book called, what's the name of it? Video Tonfa. Yeah, by a, a guy named Tim Goodyear, and I and I bought it a while ago, so I read about it, and I eventually want to check it out, and I and I looked into it to see if I could find some way of watching it, and found it on Voodoo, so that's how I was able to watch it. It's on, I don't it's on, it's really on YouTube ha- also. Yeah, I don't think it has a, a physical release. I mean, aside from a VHS and some foreign DVDs, but. <laughs> You know. Yeah, that's true. So, do you think this is a movie that they sh- that has a plot line that would work if you remade it with a higher budget and slightly better acting? Uh, in some ways, I feel, but I feel they the effects would they would want to maybe in some ways approve upon effects, but because I feel like practical effects in this, you kind of have to have those especially for the body swapping and some of the head exploding stuff because i wouldn't want cgi for those scenes especially because excuse me i feel like they would take away from what is being conveyed there and how the and the convincingness the believability of the effects so yeah even 
even before the head ex- would explode, I mean, it stretched here and there, but it wasn't like some movies that do practical effects from this era, even a lot of canon films, because this is a canon film too. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're watching it going, that is physics, that physics would not allow that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this one wasn't too far off or too far past, you know? I mean, I, I agree that, um, I agree with you on the effects. I thought they were pretty solid. I, I think, like I said, the acting wasn't bad. I, I will say, looking at some of these actors and actresses, most of them had had a body of work prior to this, whether it be TV or you know movies. And um, you know, her the guy that played her partner, he was in, he was in um, Bullet with Steve McQueen. Okay. I mean, so some of these some of these actors and Antonio Fargus, who played Julius, he was an established actor, mostly mostly TV. But a lot of them, you know, had some experience, and I think that helped. I was impressed that there weren't a whole ton of plot holes in it. I really was. I I, I think for a movie that had two distinct sides to it, the crime side and the sci-fi, I think it came together rather well. Yeah, and, uh, it, it kind of reminded me of The Hidden in that in that sense, too. Yeah. What's the, what's the one with Patrick Stewart? Where the aliens are, they like, um, maybe it is the hidden. Where they're like little slug-like creatures. I don't know if I've seen that one. Yeah, it's with Patrick, there's a Patrick Stewart one, and there's like these slug, I think there's, I think it was that movie with slug-like creatures, and they would take over people's bodies. This, I mean, it, this is a similar concept, only it's a lot more violent of a takeover. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised. I think you, I think I would, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a remake of this. I would want the spe- the practical effects though. I'd still want it to be a B movie. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I I can't I wouldn't want it to become an A movie with like Mark Wahlberg playing the bar. No, right, right. I mean, it'd be interesting to see like Mark Wahlberg turn into like Tom Cruise, turn into like Jason Statham or something. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of hilarious, but <laughs> I wouldn't go that route. I, I think it would. I think it could work though. But yeah, I uh, I enjoyed it. It was a good pick, man. I, I was. I was very pleasant. Oh, even even the even the claws, because really he had claws when he'd start to evolve. Oh, yeah, and even that looked pretty good. Yeah, because I think he was a, a bug kind they of creature bug-like, before. Yeah. yeah, they were pretty much bug-like because the the alien they show in the beginning with him, which I thought actually looked pretty good. I, they they definitely got their two million dollars worth out of that budget with this movie. Yeah, I, I for two million dollars they made a hell of a flick, and um. Yeah, I guess we have Alien to thank for bug-like creatures that look like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really, really, before Alien, everything was kind of corny-looking or a robot or humanoid. or Then here came Alien, and it's like, here, here's this giant insect by H.R. Geiger that's kind of <laughs> sexual. Have fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, because I just, um, I work with another group out in England called Squabble Box, and they put together, they're putting together an Alien retrospective video for its anniversary, and they asked me to do a little something. And one of the things they asked was how has it been influential? And this is a perfect movie to say, Hey, look, this right. is a B movie. And this alien is very much the same concept of what they used. Yeah. Even, um, I watched Pumpkinhead recently. I recently watched Pumpkinhead because I hadn't seen it in a long time. And even that is inspired by the designs of alien in, in some ways. Yeah. The Pumpkinhead character. Yeah. I have to watch it again. Yeah, some of these I haven't seen in a long time, and I'm glad you're on board to tell me which ones we should do. Because man, sometimes I'm just like, "Well, this one's never been on TV. Let's watch it." <laughs> yeah, 
But yeah, this is a good one, man. I like this one. I, I definitely recommend everybody watch this one. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I guess that's really it for us, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'd say so. Well, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it, and I'd, I'd love for you to come back. I really would. All I right. Think, I think it went really well, and um, I'm sure the audience liked hearing two different people. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you about another movie soon enough. Let's keep posting. Yeah. Oh, also, on the website, so you could find our, our show on um, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. I, I put it on like five different things now, so <laughs> it's out there. And also, I, plan, I I realized that I haven't posted all the back episodes that I had on the old website yet. So I think I'm going to use Friday as a flashback Friday and post all, like, that's when I'll post all the old episodes. So if you guys want uh, stuff to listen to while we're working on new stuff, uh, there'll be new old content, at least something. So, but thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. And we'll uh, talk to you later. Yeah, talk to you guys later.